Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be in Matthew, also in 2 Timothy and Titus. Now there's a book that most people don't study out of. But Matthew chapter 24, starting with verse 4, says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. We are there. That's where we're at. I mean... You, you see Israel being bombed by Hamas. You hear of the wars and the rumors of the wars, the earthquakes. That's where we're at. So I mentioned this. Prob- this was probably my first podcast that I used those scriptures. But I want to point out something differently. Because we are in those last days, we need to be about the Father's business even more now than ever. And we need to be careful how we approach subjects, how we use social media, how we look at things, because we could be guilty of deceiving people. If you're just posting things and, and you know, just not fact-checking or looking at stuff or just trying to cause an argument, then are you right? Are you trying to win an argument or are you trying to win souls for the Lord we have to be careful now over in 2nd Timothy uh, chapter 2 it says and if a man strive for masteries I'm sorry excuse me verse 15 study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and that's usually where most ministers and evangelists stop but let's look at the next one the next verse, verse 16 in chapter 2 of Second Timothy says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth the canker of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. If we're not careful, we are going to be a stumbling block. We are going to be an um, obstacle for those that are trying to do right, trying to live a godly life, because you have a following on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media you're doing, because you have that following, you have to be really, really careful what you say and how you say it, what you post and how you post it. If you're just posting stuff, then you could very well be one of these that are overthrowing the faith of some. We're not here to win arguments. There's a lot of things in the scriptures that we could argue backwards and forth, and they get argued backwards and forth. For instance, where did Cain's wife come from, or who was Cain's wife? Does it matter? Another one, how old is the earth? 4.5 billion years old, 6,000 years old? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And the reason I say that is because that argument does not bring anyone closer to God. It doesn't draw anyone to the cross of Calvary. And that's what it's all about is the 
Christ dying on the cross of Calvary for our sins and then being resurrected to show us that there is life afterwards. That's the important thing. Now, I will argue that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life, that no man cometh by the Father but by him. I will argue that point because that's not Robert's opinion. That's a fact. That's out of the, out of the Scriptures. But so many of those others is just facts or just opinions on facts. Yes, we know that Cain had a wife. The Bible tells us that. Does it matter where that wife come from? We know that God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness filled the face of the deep. We know that. That's a fact. But what is our opinion is that it's 6,000 years old, or it's 6.5 billion years old, or it's 4.5 billion. That isn't an opinion. We can't back that up with scriptures. Oh, we can use the genealogy and we can say, well, Adam was 900-something years old, Methuselah was 900. We can add it all up and guess what? It doesn't come to you and I, so anything else is speculation. And in those days, maybe time was different. So they're 939 years 969, 936, 800 years. Maybe they weren't the same years as us that we have now. I'm not, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What matters is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's important. You know, the argument has always been, and I've heard this, people have asked me this, can God create a rock so large that He Himself can't pick it up? Well, why would he want to? What purpose would a rock so large that he himself couldn't pick up? Would it serve a purpose? No, it would not serve a purpose. So therefore, God is not going to do it. There's no sense in arguing it. People will argue until the cows come home, as the old saying goes. They'll argue a fence post. It doesn't matter. Now, if they're going to tell you there's another way that Muhammad or someone else can get you to heaven, now that's something worth arguing about. But we don't need to enter into these petty little disagreements. It doesn't matter Cain, where Cain's wife came from. The Bible said he had a wife. That's all that matters. It does not matter how old the earth is. God created it no matter what time it was in the past doesn't make any difference. Well, of the 6,000-year people, they can't prove dinosaurs. What's to say that God couldn't have created dinosaurs and people? Guys, it's not important. And another one that really gets me is Christians are dwelling upon the rapture. Well, the rapture is coming. Yes, the rapture is coming. That is an undisputed fact. But it does not matter when the rapture takes place. Because you may not make it to the rapture. You may die in your next breath. You may die tomorrow. You may die whenever. You may go to Christ through the grave and not through the rapture. So the rapture is not really important. The time of the rapture is not really important. Study to show thyself approved is used a lot of times to, to, to talk to people and tell them, oh, you've got to study, you've got to read, you've got to do this, and you should. 
but it's so that you don't enter into profane and vain babblings that will increase into more ungodliness. Your ungodliness and others. We get so excited about football games and basketball games and all these other sports, and we get excited and we get emotional about certain things. And we can let our emotions run wild, and that doesn't help matters at all. So my point is, what difference does it make? If they want to talk, let them talk. Who cares how old the earth is? I don't. I've studied science all my life. Titus chapter 3 and verse 9 tells us, But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Let's break that down a little bit further. Avoid foolish questions. Well, can God create a rock that's so large that he cannot pick it up? Who was Cain? Where did she come from? How old is the earth? Those are all foolish questions. And genealogies. Guys, I can trace my lineage back to King James himself, the one who authorized the King James Bible. That doesn't mean that I am anything of importance. I can actually, according to my family tree, trace my family all the way back to Julius Caesar. That doesn't make me important. It doesn't matter. What it matters is, do I have the blood of Christ applied to my life? That's the important thing. If I don't have the blood of Christ applied to my life, then I'm going to die and go to hell. It doesn't matter who my dad was, or who my mother was, or who my great-great-great-great-grandfather was. If I don't apply the blood of Christ to my life, it doesn't matter. We'll die and go to hell. Well, let's look at the other one. In contentions and strivings about the law. We can get into a, a debate about what this law means and what that law means, and I'm talking about the scriptures, exactly what is the, the Feast of the Booths, what is the Feast of our sacrifice, our, our prime sacrifice was, and the only sacrifice we need was Jesus Christ on the cross. Should we rest on the Sabbath? What is the Sabbath? When is the Sabbath? Some will tell you the Sabbath is Saturday. Some will tell you the Sabbath is Sunday. Jesus Christ is our Sabbath, and we rest in Him. We can get so called up in the dotting of the I's and the crossing of the T's that we miss the big picture. They say it sometimes, well, we see the forest. We don't see the forest because of all of the trees. We're looking at the wrong thing. Are we focused on the big picture? The big picture is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's the big picture. Not anything that we've done. Not anything that we can do. The big picture is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let's not get called up in this battle about who's right and who's wrong. Let's not get called up in this battle about when the rapture takes place. You know, I believe that the rapture will be mid-tribulation. I've got good friends that believe that it will be pre-tribulation, that we won't be here for any bit of it. And I know people that say that we're going to be here for the entire bit of tribulation. I'm kind of hoping they're wrong. 
I'm praying that they're wrong. And each one of us, each one of these schools of thought can go and we can point to scriptures and say, this is where we get our information from. So who's right, who's wrong? Does it matter? As long as we're ready to go, whether we go before tribulation, middle, middle of tribulation, or at the end of tribulation, as long as we're ready to go, that's the important thing. Not when, but where are we going? How are we going? We are going to be called up into the moment. In the twinkling of an eye, called up in the air to meet with Christ. The dead in Christ will rise first, and then those that remain will be called up. Yes, the scripture never says, the Bible never says the word rapture. But we base our word rapture on those scriptures that I just quoted. So yes, the Bible doesn't say the word rapture, so the rapture must not going to be happening. I have a good friend that believes that the one taken, two people working in the field, one left, one taken, two people in the bed, one taken, one left, that's all about the judgment. It has nothing to do with the rapture. He's got scriptures that backs that theory up. But how do you get past the, in the twinkling of an eye, we will be transformed. The dead in Christ will rise first and then those that remain. How do you get past that? Let's not argue the points. Let's not try to win the argument. In these final days, in these days of sorrow, now, one, one translation says the days of sorrow. They translate it as birth pains. And any woman that has ever had a child knows that as the child is about to be delivered, the pain gets worse, harder, faster, longer. We're seeing that. The troubles of this earth are getting faster. They're getting harder. They're getting longer. There's a shorter span in between. So in these days... We need to be about our Father's business. Until we meet again, y'all have a great day. Take care of one another. Love you.